Well, we're into episode two. Woo! Um, no one thought we were ever going to make it this far, but we have. We've made it to a second episode. If we were in a TV show, Netflix would make us into a series. Because we've passed this the pilot. It. Yeah. I think we've had yeah. like 20, two, 20 two listens. Shows. Yeah, exactly. Two, two shows and 20 streams, mate. I mean, we may as well retire now. I know, I've already quit my job. That, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually quit my job, yeah. So we're, we're on to winners here, really. 20 streams. Definitely. Like, no one's contacted me about sponsorships yet, though. Are we able to call ourselves internet famous now? Um, I have started referring to myself as an influencer and a podcaster. Is, is that now when you CV now that you've put your job? Yeah. It's on my Tinder profile as well, even though I don't have Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your fiance is going to be over the moon about She's going to love it, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's it. There we go. Introduced. We, got, in, we have introduced the episode. Now let's go, get started. So we'll start with updates. Kind of what have you been doing in the past few weeks since we last spoke? So I think we've just kind of been, me personally, we've been like what testing the water a little bit and kind of seeing what the response has been from the podcast. Um, obviously, you know, work, lockdown, it's been snowing on and off. Um, yeah, we are in the midst of a blizzard as I yeah. look out my window now. It's I'm crazy. dreaming of a white Christmas. A bit late though. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, you know, at, le- at least I mean, it's snowing. That's a month thing. late is better than never. That's yeah, what I exactly. Better late than never. But I guess, oh, Joe Biden, he's in the um, he's in the White House. This is it. Yeah. Great guy. Trump's uh, finally out. Yeah, and he's been impeached, I think. So, welcome to episode one of our photo political podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 where we talk everything from cameras and government I mean we're educated in both I feel like we're yeah. authorities in both yeah learn how to take a picture learn how to get impeached I mean what more could you want from a podcast that's all I'm saying exactly yeah it but is yeah. snowing quite badly I know and I have is... seen that you've been out taking photos in the snow as well how was that it was beautiful, mate. It was literally on the balcony of my apartment. Um, I just kind of got Jasmine on. I was like, just stand there for me just for a minute. <laughs> Not much explanation. It was just kind of like, just stand there for a minute. Smile. Yeah. Look like you're you enjoying you've got yourself. Your camera in hand. No, I just stood there. I just stood <laughs> there for the, a minute. Just got we, the stand out in the snow. Yeah. I was like, well, deal with it. I, I think it was quite a nice photo. Um, I think when you take pictures in like the rain or the snow they somehow they always look good whatever you're taking a picture of yeah which i like but yeah and i saw you went you went out to um not abbey road cork abbey cork abbey that's it cork thanks to lockdown and me not really seeing daylight between like just working in an office in my spare room um, my little trip to Cork Abbey each week's a godsend. So yeah, we've been there. Is that just we down the road from you then? Pretty much, yeah. It's like a ten minute drive. Oh, not um, bad then. 
No, not at all. Although I feel like I mistimed the steak. So we went at nine o'clock this morning and saw the deers getting fed and things like that. But then we got home. I developed that roll of film and then it started snowing. Because you've so been using I, lab box as well, haven't you? Yeah. So th- this lab box has been an absolute saviour as well over lockdown. So it was a case of developing a roll of film, sending it off to my lab up in Nottingham, waiting because of lockdown, I think their orders have been delayed. So sometimes it was turned around in a week. Sometimes it was a couple of months. And then you get your, your old film back and I've got no idea what was on there. No. Whereas now I can literally get home, develop a roll of film in an hour and it's currently in my shower just hanging up, drying. Yeah. So, no, I think that's and, a good thing. Like, There's a lot more you can do from home. And you've got that, and you you've got a scanner as well, so you've got like you can literally have it from taking that picture to having it ready to upload within a couple of yeah. hours. The longest thing is just leaving it to dry. Yeah, I mean that is literally the longest bit of the whole process. So I've just been out now in a, a bit of a snowstorm because I think my girlfriend was a bit inspired by your Instagram post to go out and take some photos. I told you, I'm a told you, I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> So I've shot half a roll of HP5. It's, the rest of the, the rolls just sat in my little Pentax, and I think I'll venture out tomorrow. Is that all you're using at the minute, the HP5 black and white? Yeah, HP5 and my Pentax P30. At the moment, that is my go-to. Do you st- like, little... Can you still, you know, with the lab box, can you still push it down a stop or push it up a stop? You know, like... Or is yeah. It... Um, so I'm using the Cine Still, um, the Air... DF96 fluid, I think it's called, which is a mono bath. So all you need is that fluid. You put 500 ml of it in the lab box. Um, use the timing guidelines that are provided by Cine Still, and then you can just take it out and rinse your film and off you go. But it does come with guidelines on and if you want to overexpose it by a stop or underexpose it right i didn't realize how much of it was down to the temperature okay so a lot of the time i've been worried that it's going to come out underexposed because the temperature obviously drops in the fluid when it's in the, the lab box but yeah it's all it's all come out quite quite successful so far although i think i've got a slight light leak on my pentax so occasionally a couple of frames of the the roll will just be blown out and horrible mm. so i need and to that, get that those, sent out and as we've said before like those are the things that you kind of run the risk with with film photography is if you have a problem with it you're not going to know until it gets developed you can obviously yeah. try your best and obviously like i used to obviously take a roll of film out and then test the shutter on a, like a low shutter speed to watch the shutter go up and down or or whatever um to test it but that's all you can really do until you actually take a photo yeah exactly and a lot of the time you don't you don't know how well that photo's come out until you you've gone through the process of of getting it developed um i did have one casualty recently which was a roll of film that i shot over christmas and i was absolutely heartbroken when i opened up the lab box to find that all of it was just a white streak of just overexposed 35mm film it was horrible um but thankfully this one's turned out a bit better so there we go yeah so but yeah that's you've pretty much covered what i've been up to as well it's just yeah i i kind of know too much about you i think that's what it is 
Yeah, well, I think the <laughs> fact that we talk on a pretty much daily basis as well. Um, no, no, don't, like, give the illusion that we literally do this podcast together and then we don't talk ever again. And that's it, yeah. That's we're it. not friends in real life. We no. secretly We hate, hate each other, other, yeah. Yeah. That's it. We're just doing this podcast out of spite. Of each other. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> if what you can't see on the podcast is I've got a massive banner above my head on this video that just says, I hate Phil. We don't talk on a daily basis at all. So, yeah, I... I I have been thinking about obviously what I wanted us to talk about this week and I think I've got like I think a, a subject that I keep thinking about on a regular basis not just for the podcast but for general every day because I was kind of in the same situation a couple of years ago and that is with all the new smartphones coming out i.e. the new one that's just come out which is the S21 for the Samsung We've got what iPhone 12 Pro Max Ultra HD Plus or whatever it's called now. <laughs> Do they outweigh a, a normal DSLR camera? But, you know, you've got like, for example, with Canon, you've got like a 50D or you've got a, a 6D, 7D. You've got, you know, all, all the different, you've got the mirrorless ones that they do. But with the specs and the the different features that new phones have, are they outweighing the camera quality compared to a DSLR camera? I mean, I think it all depends what you're going to be used it for. I I think you could rightly or wrongly make an argument that the cameras built into mobile phones have been good enough to, to build a portfolio and start you off on your photography journey for a couple of years now. Yeah. I can remember having a conversation with you when you first started getting into photography because I was blown away, blown away by some of these shots that you had uploaded onto Instagram of a, a band over in Greece. Um, and when we started chatting about it, you broke it to me that you shot that on a, a mobile phone, and mm. they were stunning images. So. Yeah, that was that was at a gig of one of my friends out there, um, and at the time I had my Huawei P20 Pro. Um, and yeah it was all done on that phone and because at the time i didn't have a dslr i didn't really have the money to kind of buy one either so i was just using what i had um and don't get me wrong like the amount of people that used to say to me like you know what is that shot on what camera do you use and i tell them you know it's a phone um it it, it you know I, I have to admit like the results that you can get from a phone is quite outstanding because as well they have like dedicated night modes they they still have a lot of like even though you've got the pro menu items that you can get on a camera like for example on my samsung i can get pro video pro photo still you can just have a standard photo that it's kind of like full auto mode and it knows what you need for that yeah. light and that that uh, setting and i think that's one of the advantages as well especially for when you're out and about on a walk i took a photo yesterday as we were walking down the canal and i took one on my my canon digital camera yeah and I took one on my phone and the the dynamic range on the phone just because it's it's built in and it automatically layers and adjusts the contrast for the highlights and the, the shadows and things like that was phenomenal yeah so I, I do think that there is definitely advantages um to shooting on phones and i know quite a few people on instagram or through instagram that shoot primarily on phones mm. and they they don't really shoot on anything else um and their images are the top quality as well 
Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. It's it's also comes down to like the ease because you know you're always going to have your phone on you. Wherever you go, you know you're going to have your phone and you can just literally just get your phone out, go onto the camera app, get the right angle and everything like that. The lighting's always going to be good because obviously the camera's on technically auto mode. So it knows yeah. what you need and everything. So you can it is literally a point and shoot. Um, but I still think there's a sense of, in a sense, like professionalism about having a DSLR or even a film camera or a mirrorless or anything like that because it provide. I personally think it gives a different um, view for someone if they rock up, as I said to you, um, you know, if they rock up to like a photo shoot with an iPhone compared to if they come with a DSLR, maybe a lens or two, and, you know, like a flash gun, for example, as well. Um, it, there's two different sides to it. My personal view, and I think because it's maybe from media and from everything like that, is if someone was to rock up with a phone, it would look a bit less professional compared a bit to... Like amateurish. A, yeah, yeah, a bit amateurish, a bit, uh, a bit entry-level, so to speak, than someone rocking up and turn, I keep saying rocking up, but someone turning up with like a DSLR, you know, even if it's like a 50D with like a 50mm lens that's a 1.8 aperture, which is a standard lens that me and you both use. But it's oh, like a nifty per... 50. Nifty 50, there we go. Yeah, I, I definitely think there are stigmas attached to various things. I think people are quite quick to make snap judgment on certain photographers depending on what they they do use so i think you you're right in saying that the initial impression may be that they're a little bit amateurish they've not invested in in the traditional route of going down and getting a, a digital slr if, yeah. if someone was to just come with a, a a mobile phone but then i also think there's certain stigmas that are attached to different things so i know a, a few traditionalists that if you rocked up with a mirrorless camera they'll just think you're this Instagram shooter. Yeah, exactly. Um, There is still the old school of thought where if it's not a a digital SLR, then you're not a quote-unquote photographer. But I think it it all depends on on what you've got with you. And I know it's cliche at this moment, but I'm a big believer in the best camera is the camera that you've got on you at the time. So if you've got a two thousand pound um, full frame camera sat back in on your shelf at home, but you're out and about and you see this amazing sunset, then the best camera there is the one that you've got on you. It's your phone mm. camera. And I think as well, like having a phone, <clears throat> for example, let me hang on, let me bring up mine. So I've, for example, on my phone, I've got a an app um, that gives the effect of a disposable camera. So you take a picture, it says it's developing, and then you've got a photo that's got like light leaks and everything like that, and you know even dirt and everything like that that you get on like an old fo- photo, and it gives it that effect. Yeah. So, and as well, like for example, I've got another one that is a uh, kind of like an old VHS camcorder type feel. So the good thing with a phone is your phone can... It's a versatility. Yeah, exactly. And it can turn into literally anything you want it to turn into. 
like I know a lot of people that use like this disposable camera type app that gives you that effect and you've got obviously the one that looks like a VHS you've got one that looks like a a super a super 8 camera yeah. you know what i mean so it's it's that kind of versatility that a phone can give um without having to have you know cuz if i wanted all those i'd have to have like four or five different cameras i'd have to keep swapping them out or, or you'd just have to become quite adapt to using photoshop and go to the effort of trying to edit each photo to get it the look that you you're trying to aim for whereas yeah. yeah on your phone you can just open up a different app and off you go i do think one of the the biggest drawbacks up until recently with shooting on a phone was if you wanted to do any serious editing then you're just stuck with a jpeg yeah so i know i've got the iphone 11 pro and if i take a shot on that there's only so much i can really do with the shadows and the highlights because it's a jpeg image yeah whereas the, the latest phones, so the, the iPhone 12 Pros, they all shoot in RAW now as well. Yeah. So the, that's one of the the big things that digital SLRs had over a, a mobile phone. And, and now that's gone, you're on an even playing field. Okay, the sensor may not be the same size, but you're still shooting in RAW. You're still capturing all of that additional data that's not in the JPEG. Yeah, I've got, so, I think I've got RAW format on mine as well. Um, but for example, like you can get Lightroom on your phone now. So yeah. even when you're, you know, say you're on a train or something like that, you could literally be editing all your photos from your phone instantly up- uploading it to Instagram. So it is one of those that it's, it is the ease and it is the, I guess, the mobility of having it. Well, exactly. It. But, Especially if you wanted to take it to the next level, you could invest a hundred or, or so pounds in some moment lenses that connect to your phone yeah exactly and yeah. then if you were doing a, a backpacking trip or or whatever you've literally just got your phone which you're going to have on you anyway you've got the ability to shoot raw photos you've got the ability to edit it on the same device and publish it to the web and you've got adaptable lenses yeah so you are kind of taking away all the the advantages that a, a traditional dis- digital SLR would have over a phone. And See, I, I think the lines are becoming very blurred. Yeah, and I think as well, um, it's good for someone to try with a DSLR because especially when you go into like full manual mode, having to know what aperture would be best, what shutter speed would be best, whether or not to have a high or low ISO, you know, all these different things, I think that really helps shape, I guess, a shape, a photographer, because they start to understand what goes into a photo. You know Definitely, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you if you speak to someone and you say, okay, like, if you want to do a really nice bokeh-type portrait, what aperture would, be, would, would you kind of go for? And if they know, they'll know all the different specs and different items that go into making that photo and they'll be able to properly, properly get exactly what they want out of it. Yeah, you can definitely dial it in a a lot better with a digital SLR. Um, And I do think, so on the the iPhone, you've obviously got portrait mode and things like that. That gives you a a computer-generated kind of Mm. bokeh effect. But you can tell very much... On, I'd say the vast majority of the photos that I take on my phone using portrait mode, there's 
a little bit of a line between the subject and the background yeah. where it's not quite blurred out properly. So I, I don't think anything will compensate for, for actually shooting at a really low aperture. Yeah. But that comes down to obviously the sensor because, yeah, you know, the sensor on a DSLR, will it be able to pick up the subject better um, and, and kind of take them out of the background rather than a phone because the sensor is going to be a lot smaller. Yeah. And on the, the camera, you, you're actually using that, that aperture. You're actually capturing the image the way that it looks, whereas on the iPhone, it's a lot of it is is computational. It's mm. the, the image looks like that because the chips in the iPhone have, yeah. have put the, the power into to making it look like that. And also, like, I know that my phone can have different levels of aperture, but I, I've never used it on my phone when I've been taking a photo. Like, I know that I think I've got, like, a 2.5 aperture or a 1.5 aperture, um, which, is, which is great. You know, if I had, like, a 1.5 aperture on a lens, that would be brilliant. But yeah. I've hardly ever used that when I've taken a photo on my phone because I'm just kind of just point and shoot, point and shoot kind of thing. I think it's getting into that mindset as well. If you, if you go into it thinking, oh, I'm taking a, a photo on my phone, I don't think you really put... Well, I know I don't. I don't put as much care and attention into the, the composure of the image and, and all the settings like I would as if I was taking a, a shot of my, my film camera, for instance. Yeah. But then you see some people that just shoot on their phone, mm-hmm. whether that's a choice or because it's the only thing they've got and they are putting that effort in because they're in a different mind frame. Yeah. They're making sure that the composition's perfect and all the lighting matches up and things like that. But then I think the mindset and the stigma play hand in hand. People don't take you seriously if you were going to rock up to a, a shoot with your phone because it's that you're in the mind frame of it's just a it's like a disposable a film yeah. camera, rinse it, yeah. point and shoot. But then you know, for example, there's quite there's a few people there's 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 one guy in a Vice documentary who's worked with the likes of like ASAP Rocky, uh, Tyler the Creator. Uh, ASAP Ferg, diff- different artists like that, and even Eminem and stuff like that. But he literally just uses disposables, point and shoots, yeah. and film cameras. So, you know, if you take into account, if he's been able to do all of that on like a, a £10 disposable camera. Well, you can't set the aperture, you can't choose yeah. what shutter speed you're using. It's a fixed ISO because of the film that it's using. Yeah, and he and he's lit. You could literally just go down to like a, you know, like a t- even Tesco or Sainsbury's or something. Pick up one of those cameras, and have that availability compared to an actual iPhone. But still, if he turns up to a shoot with a disposable camera, it's still looked at in a more professional light than a phone. But it might yeah. be because of his name. You know what I mean? Like when people know him. They know what to expect from him, whether he's got a ten pound disposable or a you know a nine hundred pound or whatever it is iPhone or DSLR, you know. Yeah, I, I do think it's an argument that people well not necessarily an argument, but it's a discussion people are going to be having for for years, for, for years, yeah, because their lines are getting that much more blurred. And me personally, with the route that I've been going down recently, I don't really take out my my digital slr now i mm. take a 35 mil film camera take put my little pentax in my backpack 
and then if there's anything that I want to shoot but I'm not too bothered about I'll just take it on my phone yeah so for me I suppose I've kind of answered the, the question from my point of view is my iPhone has overtaken yeah yeah my digital SLR for me personally but then I'm not looking to use my digital SLR or my iPhone for anything at the moment I'm just shooting while I'm out and about and if there's any good shots that I want I shoot it on film so that's what it comes down to at the end of the day you know it's it's what you end up with I know that me personally I'm always going to enjoy having like a DSLR in my hand and, and different things like that compared to holding like a phone or something like that and, and taking a photo with a phone but yeah as, as you said you can get great um photos with a phone you can get great photos with a dslr so it's always going to be one of those arguments that you're going to have or not as you yeah. said not an argument a discussion or whatever i think it's just down to the, the photographer who's who's got it in the hands and what they're comfortable with i mean i could hand my digital camera to someone who only shoots on an iPhone and because they're not used to the settings, they don't know the button layout and things like that. The chances are they're going to take an absolutely stunning photo on their phone, but it's going to be underexposed or the focus is going to be off or something on the, the digital SLR. Yeah. It, it's the same. I mean, if I, if someone handed me a Sony camera, I think the majority of shots for the first half an hour would look like they've been shot for a potato because I don't know the button layout or, or how Sony cameras work. So I'm used to it. I grew up on Canon. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's whatever you're used to and whatever you're comfortable using, really. And that's where, yeah, I guess that's that's the kind of the end, the end point is is what you're comfortable with. But who knows? Who knows what the future holds, really? Because you never know. Like for example, with Huawei, my phone that I had had a Leica lens on it. Yeah. And that's. I personally thought that was quite outstanding to have a Leica lens. You know, you look at some of the Leica products and cameras and to have that on a phone, granted it may not have been, you know, up, up there with all the rest of them, but to have a partnership with Leica, that's quite a big thing. Well, just to have a company like that willing to put their name up on the lens that have got such a reputation. I mean, especially in the, the film photography community, the people that I speak to, everyone... like. The, the Leica is the pinnacle. Yeah, it's the pinnacle. It's the one that everyone's aiming for, um, especially on 35 mil. I mean, when you you get to medium format, I think there's a few other band, brands out there that may be a little bit more appealing. Um, Hassel, is, is it Hasselblad that is a medium yeah, format? And, uh, Mamiya as well at the moment have gone crazy. Everyone mm. that I, I see at the moment taking medium format photos are shooting some sort of Mamiya. Mm. Um but yeah, whenever I look at a medium format camera and on eBay, the prices just keep increasing and increasing. Mm. And I was looking I at one the other day, and it's the like trigger. it's like five, six hundred quid. It's really, it's crazy. Yeah, it's because there's such a renaissance at the moment. Everyone's everyone's just going wild, um, which is good because it means the the future of the film stocks that we're we used to are quite secure. But mm. it just unfortunately means that the price of everything's going up because there's more demand for it. And it allows for more companies to bring in their roles of film. For example, um, Lomotography. Yeah, yep, Lomography. Lomography. Um, they they've got their own film coming out. 
they've got build your own camera, everything like that. So they're yeah. kind of making like a big a big step because they're bringing out their own film now. Well, um, yeah, I've, I've actually got a, a roll of their thirty five mil film in my fridge as we speak. The um, Lomography Purple. Um, but I'm waiting until summer to shoot that because I think I can get some nice sh- summer vibes with the purple um, haze that comes along with that film stock. Um, I picked up a for my I think it's 120 mil, um, 120 mil film. That was a lomography uh, was roller film. I, I can't remember what exactly it was. I think it was just their standard original brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they're they're all about at the minute, and obviously they're even branching out. I've got, I've built one of their cameras, which I think is brilliant. It's a thirty five mil camera. I don't think I'll use it, but it's one. It's a talking point, and also it's it's just nice to have, you know, oh, yeah, shown exactly. and everything like that. I think they've even done like a medium format as well. Yeah. So that kind of sums up whether you you choose a phone or a digital SLR. Choose neither. Just get a film camera. There you go. There you yeah. go. Don't go with any of them. Don't even do photography. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is going to be an ongoing trend, especially from my point of view during this podcast, because I seem to be getting more. I've, as I was speaking to you just before we started recording, I've, I've just taken quite a dislike into shooting my my digital SLR at the moment. I well, don't there you know go. That's why. That's why we're called dual focus. Oh, it's it's all coming into one, isn't it? Your <laughs> film, I'm digital. Yeah. Dual I'm focus. Stuck in the past and shooting off there. You are older though, so I think that's why. This is true. You're going to retire before, soon, aren't you? Or... Before we throw me under the bus for being old and very quickly approaching 30, I just want to draw attention 30? to the. Yeah. All right. Okay, I carry on. I want to draw attention to our Instagram feed. So at the moment, we've got the uh, promotional post for our first ever episode. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a shot that I took at night with some nice light trails and things like that. I liked that. And that it was, was nice. as a result of the the challenge that I set you. Yeah. But I'm I, there's quite a, a gap there from the photo that you should have I know. delivered well, from well, the challenge. It's going to be uploaded. It's going to be uploaded as soon as this episode comes out. Well, it needs to be done before this episode's published, otherwise you're going to mess up the feed. Okay, well, I'm going to do it. I'll do it in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> it will be uploaded in the next 10 minutes. Now, the thing is, the I guess, talking about this photo, so this is an old photo from when I was in Athens, but it's still one of my favourite night photos that I've ever taken. Mainly because I have a thing about neon lights at night. I think they just look brilliant. Especially when you edit them right, you can get some amazing look. Especially like, you know, car lights, for example. Like we did that edit my photo challenge of yeah. the Mustang. Um, and that had some great light in it. Um, so this night photogra- this night photo is just some simple neon lights. I would have taken a new one. Um, but I've been feeling a bit under the weather, so I don't really want to keep going out, especially with the cold and the snow at the minute. Um, but yeah, this is just like an old one that I've kind of had for a while and just not really done a lot with. Um, See, you've not really met to the challenge then, because the challenge okay, was li- to hey, go out listen. And, and take a photo at night. Yeah, but I yeah, will let well... you off, as you've not been feeling very well, and I know that 
work's been very busy with changing jobs and stuff like that so i will allow you this one now also as well um one of my friends actually messaged me and said he gave me he gave me a challenge idea for us let me okay. try and find it so well, but you've this actually was gonna be my next this was going to be my next question was i gave you a challenge last week the yeah. last last episode um so now it's, it's now over to you so okay you to cheat and use your friend's challenge no because you've actually already done it the challenge he basically wanted um a action shot like a car passing on a long exposure which you already did okay. so it's almost as if you're telepathic now <laughs> but I mean, if you look at my feed from last year, I feel like I just posted quite a cliche shot because that's pretty much all I posted last year was longer exposure shots at night with a car going past in front of a phone yeah. box. Now, so. my challenge to you is because you like film photography so much is with your DSLR, any photo you want, so it can be a portrait, it can be... Uh, an action shot it can be anything you want but it needs to look as much as a film photo as possible and you can okay. even go down the steps of adding the um the borders for a film roll if you really want to so you can you can make it as as filmy as per as possible but i've already honest... got a few i've already got a few ideas although Something does spring to mind because one of our mutual friends, Alex Parker Bell, has provided me with his preset pack. No, you can't. Use, you can't use presets. You and can't one those, use. One of those was a rather nice uh, film one, but no, I, I will do a, an edit from scratch. I'll go out and, and take I want. A photo of it. I want thirty-five mil grain, so I want a okay. bit of grain to it, not one hundred and twenty mil, because there is a bit of a difference. And, well, 120 mil was a lot, a lot finer. Like mm. you can't see the grain's a lot less noticeable. So a 35 um, mil, um, and obviously, if you want as well to try and draw, I guess, inspiration from a roll of film, i.e., Kodak Gold, uh, you know, Portra 400. I mean, I think we all know what I'm going to go for. Ilford. Ilford HP5. The Ilford HP5, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, try um, and draw so... inspiration. Because, obviously, with them, they're, they're like in their black and white, their black's like really black at some points. It's not... But it can be a little bit washed out. Yeah. I, I, my um, results at the moment vary drastically because I'm still getting used to developing... So one roll of HP5 can look drastically different to the other, but I shall try and, and replicate that. Cool. And I'll have that ready. Are you going to also try and do one? Yes, I will. All right, brilliant. Okay, I'll, well I'll that one. that challenge sounds right down my uh, alley. I thought it I'm would do. I thought that. it's kind of it's kind of a mix between both our interests because I have quite an interest in digital, and you seem to be having a big interest in in film. So it's kind of like a a bit of both. I did go out today, actually, in, in the, the middle of this crazy snowstorm that we're having, because like I mentioned at the top of the show, my girlfriend drew some inspiration from your shot and wanted some shots doing for her social media feeds. So I've got a portrait in mind that would look quite good that there I shot on my digital camera. And right. I think I've also got a shot sat on the half of 
half roller film that I shot as well. So I may be able to do a side by side comparison. Even better. That that'd be good. That'd be good. Like a side, like a yeah, two two photos. One actually shot with Ilford HP five, and then the other one tries to mimic it. Mm. Good chance. See how close it can get. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Well, that's it then. I think I think we're I think we're kind of. I'm getting a bit bored of looking at your face. I guess so. We, well, they, they can't see that we're we're doing a video. We're looking at each other, ball. yeah. Yeah, just staring into each other's eyes longingly. It's yeah. nice, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that, I think that does wrap up quite nicely. Yeah, and that's another episode done. Yeah. So episode three, we'll be looking at once again in the next two weeks. So we are looking to do these fortnightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as always, make sure that you leave a review. Um, Give us a follow if you're not following us on Instagram at Dual Focus Podcast. My handle is Bill Grace UK on Instagram and all the other social medias, Tom. And mine is That Guy Higgs. We have been your hosts. <laughs> you have been our guests.